In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're gonna have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello. So usually it's you who gets to have your pet peeves and get fired up about stuff, but tonight it's actually going to be me and my big pet peeve is buzzwords. Right. So let me set the stage for you guys a little bit tonight. We had a long day at the office. I learned all about Jesse's hour and a half conversation with our internet service provider at the clinic. There was a huge problem where, long story short, it was jacked up. And so... The technical term. It was just really jacked up. And so, you know, we actually drove into the clinic separate today. I was doing something else. And we're back home, finally eating dinner together. And Jesse's talking about his day. I learned all about bridge mode of routers and all kinds of bullshit that I really don't care about. However, Local SEO, which you kind of did care about a little I bit. I did care about that, right? So we talked about like SEO and this got into us talking about lead gens. And I said the word lead gen and Jesse pretty much had a conniption. Oh, here we go. All of you PTs always use all these damn buzzwords. You know what this dates back to? This dates back to your old boss who got all fired up about metrics. We need metrics. Metrics. Right. Ironically, we do have oh, a podcast on metrics. Well, that's why I was <laughs> so mad. It's like, but you're not using them. Right? That's not like the wor- how the word is used. Like metrics are important. Like you can't just sit there and say like, you know what we need here is a metric. Right. She would just like literally guys run around with. What are the metrics? Like run around, act like her hair was on fire and being like, that was the same person that was like, we need more blue right. for, cause our evaluations were blue on the schedule. And I was like, actually we have right. more. It is not a metric to look at your schedule and then color code shit. That's not a metric. Right. <laughs> right. Which is also a good point. Cause Jesse always talks to us about like, not getting too high and not getting too low, right? If you are a business owner and you see a dip in calls or evaluations or whatever, we cannot use just one data point because you feel insecure to mean that there's a huge problem with the way that we're marketing, right? And my old boss used to be like that, right? So it was we need more blue on the schedule. We need more evals. And then she would always go around and be like, the metrics, I don't know what metrics we need to look at. And murmur. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So I was trying at that point when I didn't really know anything to like help her with her business. And I was like, well, gosh, it should seem like we should look at these things, whatever. So long story short is that we started to talk about, Lee. I said the word lead gen and Jesse just about, I don't know, had a heart attack. Yeah. it. Why do you hate that word so much? Okay. I don't, first of all, let me go on the record. I am pro lead gen 
in the right setting when people actually know what it is and what it means. The problem that I'm seeing is that there's a ton of bad advice out there right now, and we're seeing it with a lot of our mentees. I think that's why I snapped a little bit, because we've now seen this with so many people. We had one of our mentees when we did our initial website evaluation, which is one of the first things that we do. They had six different lead gens on their web site. Right. Six different ones. I know she listens to this podcast. She better be laughing at herself right now because the second she took them off, she started to grow like gangbusters. And so this is where my problem comes in. The way that a lead gen is supposed to work is you're basically taking a completely cold audience who really doesn't know you at all. Somebody who has a problem maybe that you're able to solve, but they are coming to you kind of out of the blue And then you get a lead gen, you give them something for free and then are able to get their email address and then cultivate them over usually a period of of weeks to months, get them on a list, you're sending them multiple emails, you've got a drip campaign going, and then finally you're asking for a sale. And that's something that works really well in certain areas, but is not something that like everybody needs a lead gen. It just drives me crazy. Right. So then you're talking about just the type of person that's like maybe a mom who just got back from Orange Theory workout, who like was wearing the wrong pants. She leaks. It's kind of embarrassing. She's like, finally, like I've got to look into why I'm leaking. And she looks under like, why do I pee my pants? Right. And Right. So she's not looking for pelvic floor physical therapy. She's not looking for anything. That's the type of like kind of cold audience. It's someone that doesn't really know that what they're looking for, what they, that they don't really know the solution to their problem. They're just searching the problem. Right. And I would even say that person is a little bit warm because she knows she has a problem. So Mm -hmm. I would even go back like, so an example of one that we use, right? We have several lead gens that work toward patients who have interstitial cystitis and they can be just looking online for information about causes of IC, diagnosis of IC. And all of a sudden, they'll come across an article that we wrote that we did SEO on, another buzzword, right? <laughs> to get it to the top of the rankings so that they click on that and say, oh, I want to learn more about this from these people. And at the end of the article, we'll have something like, oh, here is the three things that Nicole wishes everybody knew about IC. Put in your email address in order to get that. And they do. And they join our email list. They get an email once a week, regularly, routinely, Mondays at 2.30 in the afternoon. They get used to it. They get videos that Nicole sends out. They get more free resources. And then about once a quarter, we go ahead and sell our online IC course to those people. Right? That is how a lead gen works. They, those people can also, and a lot of them do, like a remote consult with Nicole, right? We have something to sell them, but it's after we get them. They've never heard of pelvic PT before. They they don't even understand what condition they have. They've been to one urologist. They go home. They panic Google. And all of a sudden, they're now in our funnel. Another buzzword. <laughs> Another buzzword that, that you just drives us hate. crazy, right? It drives you crazy. I, I kind of like the the. The funnel? <laughs> I like thinking about it like that. Like, oh, I'm going to funnel them into our place. Oh, you put the fun in funnel. <laughs> That's how a lead gen is supposed to work, right? That person who really doesn't know what they're looking for. They might be across the country. They're a long way away from buying from you. 
that is not the person who found your website looking for help and is now being distracted away by your 18 ebook offerings. <laughs> right. You're going the wrong way. Yes. The whole purpose of a lead gen is eventually to get somebody who is motivated and local to your website so they can buy your thing. In this case would be? In this case, your physical therapy services. services. That is the ultimate goal. And instead of that, what you're doing is you're taking that person who is motivated and likely local because they found you and sending them on a wild goose chase on looking at ebooks and then getting on your email list. And all they wanted to do was get help for their incontinence. Right. Or going and getting distracted by, are you interested in an online course? And it's like, well... That person was just about to drop $180 on an initial evaluation and you just managed to sell them a $7 course. Right. Or even a $70 course at that time where they're going to buy one time from you. Right. And they're ready to become a patient. They're on your website for a reason. Nobody ends up just randomly on a pelvic physical therapy website, guys. (laughs) I have never once in my browsing history before I met Nicole managed to find myself like getting explained to what like the bulbo cavernosis was like oh my gosh this is so interesting snap just with the anatomical terms you mean the uracus attaches here no (laughs) that was not me guys i was on espn i was not on pelvicrehab.com okay so if they're on your website they are there because they know they have a problem in all likelihood they're local And they're ready to book. Your website's job is to convert those people into people who call you and then book with you. That is it. Everything else that you're doing is a distraction from that main purpose. And that's what drives me crazy about Lee Jen. And his leg is shaking. We are tapping and twitching over here. He's got real excited. Do you know the random story? You know, Bob Dylan used to have these big old combat boots when he would record music, and they actually had to put a pillow under him because he would tap his foot so loud it could be heard in the recording. Um, I don't care. We might have to get a pillow. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> that is true. So, but that's why so, I get yeah, so else? fired up about it because you're losing, you've already put in all of the work to get the person to the website and ready to book. And now all of a sudden you're sending them back away and back into your funnel. The other thing that really drives me nuts about this is we have worked with a lot of people now, Nicole, right? We have over, over Almost a year. No, we've over more a, than year. a year. Over we've worked, a year. We've worked with a lot of business mentees in that time and even more people who just reach out and ask questions. How many of those people that we've talked to who are running their own business, have their own family, everything going on, how many of those people have a ton of free time? <laughs> Just Correct. excess time. They don't know what to do. They're with. just like, oh my gosh, could I please have more work to do? Like create four ebooks for my funnel, please. Can I? Can you tell me how to do that, please? Because guys, this is a lot of work, right? And if you're the type of person who has this all figured out, you've got your lead gen, and you've got your you, and it doesn't connect directly to your email provider. So you have to use a third party app. Zapier is a great thing where you can automatically move your leads up to active campaign or constant contact or whatever you're using. So you automate that. Then you automate the drip system within constant contact or active campaign to send them out a series of probably somewhere between six and 12 emails that you've carefully crafted. You've done some AB testing to see which one of those convert people 
and see when you should sell them. You've written out all of those emails beforehand, and you've done that for each one of your lead gens. It's not just one drip campaign. You've done this now for every single one of those that you have. If you've done all that, then let's talk. And you have something to sell at the end of it. Right. Right. Other than, right. Because then at this point in this lead gen scenario you're talking about, you don't know if they're local or not. Right. So you don't have anything to do with if they're not local, you're putting this all the way out there and you're wasting all of your time if you don't have a course or something else that you can sell to those people. And you don't have a way to even know with your, because a lot of these people that have all these lead gens don't have a way to differentiate who's local and who's not. Right. So my point is, is if you're not taking the time to really craft this well-honed funnel, which none of us have time to do when we're starting off, we don't really have time to do it now. It's a huge pain. (laughs) Right. We need an executive assistant stat to do that. Right. But so you're, you're creating this huge logjam of work for yourself, too, that you just can't ever catch up with. So what happens? You end up with all of these lead gens, and then you lose the emails. Your drip campaign breaks. You forget to upload them. You're not writing regular emails to people, right? So people now, it's been six months. They haven't heard from you. All of those are things that we've seen from our mentees who thought that they were putting in this great system because somebody told them, you got to have a lead gen everywhere. So that's what drives me crazy is just how much work, how much anxiety, how much all of this stuff is wasted when you literally had them right where you wanted them. Right. So what do you feel like then should someone that's been told they need a lead gen, what are the things that you need to go down and ask yourself, should I do a lead gen? Yes or no. What are like some things of yes or no questions that someone could ask themselves to determine Like, oh, actually, that might be a good thing for me to do. It's a great question. First, I would say, are you consistently reaching out to a cold audience? Are you consistently going on, let's say, somebody else's podcast or guest blogging somewhere or even on your social media stuff? If you're putting out, that's a great place then in those places to put out a lead gen. Like for us, for example, the Cozine Screening Protocol is a great lead gen for that. You can go on basically any of the events that you do and say, hey, if you're interested or want to know more about pelvic floor dysfunction, here, here's a link to a place where you can actually take the Cozine screening protocol. That's a lead gen. So if you're going out to that type of audience and trying to drive them back into your website or your social media or your email funnel, then absolutely. So this would not be a bad idea if you are a pelvic PT and you are routinely going out to postpartum mom groups and giving a talk. That would be great, right? Where you'd be able to actually give them something at the talk where they give you their email address. Now, I would also say if you go out to those talks, you can just as easily pass around a sign-up sheet. Right, and that's a lead gen. Like the (laughs) talk itself. No ebook necessary. Right. Just, well, right? And that's the point too. It's like, well, that's another question you can ask yourself is, are you already doing the work that generates the email address? Because that's the end game of lead gen. Right. And the same thing on your website, right? If you get somebody down to the very bottom of it and they contact you through the contact form, you ha- that's a lead gen. Your lead gen was asking them to give you a call for a quick consult or to see if they were going to work with you or to find out more and, and check about scheduling. You now have that person's email address. So right. all of that other extraneous stuff was just extra work. I think the other thing that a lead gen can be really helpful with 
is if you are selling something that you want to sell globally and not just locally. So if you've got a course, if you have a, a real book that you're going to sell, if you've got something else that you can give to people who aren't in your local area, because a lot of times the people who are finding you on your website are going to be local. Google prioritizes local traffic when they find stuff. So if you're not getting, you know, if you're a, a clinic in Texas and you're getting all these visitors from Maine onto your website, and you want to sell them something, then yeah, get a lead gen going. But if that's not your primary business, you're taking away from actually getting people to convert when they're on your website. So for 98% of people, the job of your website is to convert people who are already warm, already interested, already found you. How do we streamline that process and make sure that they actually reach out to contact you. And that's the goal of your website. And everything that takes away from that is a distraction. Totally. And so, yeah, we've seen this go just crazy awry. And we've also seen it immediately, almost immediately work if we actually stop distracting people, right? And be like, oh, just give them the only option for them is to do what you want them to do. I think there's a fallacy that we need to give these people choices. Oh, do you want to book now? Do you want to get this free guide to some random thing that they don't know if you don't know if they need, right? Do you want to do a free 15 minute consult with me? Do you want to email back from me with this thing? It's, you're giving these people too many choices. And we found this ourselves with, we did a re website revamp about a year and a half ago. And almost immediately we saw almost twice as many people started reaching out to us and we weren't doing anything different on the marketing side. And this is one of the things I'm super passionate about because people always feel, you know, this Nicole, people always feel mm -hmm. like they're not marketing well enough. That's the one. That's probably the number one question that we get. How can I market better? What, what should I be doing to market? I need more patience. And not saying that everybody's doing marketing perfectly because we're going to come out with a series of masterclasses on marketing. So you guys do need to know about marketing. Right. I promise you do. But, but one of the big <laughs> things about that is most of the time, another buzzword coming up, they don't know their metrics. And the if metrics. you're, if you're getting a thousand people a month onto your website and you're only getting 10 calls, you don't have a marketing problem. You have a website problem. That's one of the things we talk about people almost always right in the very beginning is we can build a marketing pipeline. We can get people eyeballs on your stuff. If your website is not converting people, if, if you're leaking people out of your funnel, gosh, the buzzwords this time, leaking out of your funnel, then pouring more water into the funnel is not going to help anything. You're just leaking all over the place, right? We not and ironically, we hey -oh. Hey -oh. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> we can help that. Right. Title of the podcast, stop leaking all over yourself. <laughs> In a different way this time. In a different way. But right. But if, if there's a broken part of the funnel, you don't just pour more water into the funnel. You fix that. And now all of a sudden you start pouring more water down that. But that's where, you know, it, it's, it's just like being able to look at that picture. And I think the lead gen thing embodies that for me. So it's not that I don't like, again, we use lead gens and there can be super successful when you have something to sell to people who aren't necessarily local, when you do have the bandwidth and the technological ability to follow up with those people, I mean, how many of us are really sending out 
weekly emails to everybody on our email list already. And now all of a sudden you want to make more work for yourself with that. And that person, and I know you're listening, that person that had like the six things or whatever, (laughs) she was like, ah, I don't even know what to do. And then she screwed up on one of her drip campaigns that she tried to set up and then ended up sending out the same urinary incontinence article to like a ton of people or the same one to like six different times or whatever. Oh yeah. That was really funny. That was great. Where it was like like, a little bit permanently scarred about they said the whole drip thing all went out in one night. Yeah. So it's like, and six weeks worth of emails just got like blasted out. Ineffective. So So, that's, that's my real problem with the lead gen is I really do think it just takes away from the streamlined simplicity of a website that is taking people who are already motivated, who are already local all they want to do is find out if you are the right person to help them. And all of a sudden you're making it way more complicated. And now they're reading your ebook and they're listening to your newsletter and they're doing all this stuff. And you contact them finally again, three months later and say, Hey, I know you reached out to get my incontinence ebook three months ago and you live right down the street. How's everything going? And they say, well, I just got a bladder sling surgery. Right. And you're like, Oh, let me get you an ebook for that. Right. <laughs> Five things to do after your splatter sling uh, surgery. So we could have just like, helped you from just... the beginning. They're ready. They're on your website. <laughs> nobody, guys, I don't care how pretty your website is, nobody is just going to your website to hang out and see all of your pretty pictures. Yeah, ma'am. They're doing it because they're local. They're motivated. They want to be helped. And it's our job to let them know they're in the right place and that they can get help from us right then and there. Call now. No shame about having a strong call to action. Call now, get started, request appointment, whatever you want to say, but don't be, oh, do you want this free thing? Because I'm not confident enough to tell you what you really need. Boom. I think we might need to stop the podcast right now. That was a good one. Is this what getting fired up feels like? Yeah. (laughs) Jesse doesn't really get fired up about much. He's like pretty darn even keeled most of the time. So usually, you guys, I'm the one that's getting super fired up. And this time I was like... He was like all about it. And I was like, do you want to do a podcast? And he was like, yeah. (laughs) Get the mic. Get the mic. So you guys, I hope that you found this super helpful. Jesse, do you have any final words of wisdom for somebody who doesn't really know what to do? What happens if somebody has a bunch of lead gens right now that they are like feeling really anxious about not using? Like I did all this work and like, I don't know what to do about them. What should they do with those things? You can always find ways to use that, right? So put those out onto social media, put them out there and give them out to people. They're going to be valuable resources down the line. It's not a waste if you created a bunch of eBooks, but it's a sunk cost, right? If you put in all that time and you really didn't need them, it sucks. Like that's part of being a business owner though. It's like every time we look back at stuff, like we can't believe that we spent as much time as we did, that we wasted all the time that we did, that we didn't know all the things that we know now five years ago when we started, it drives me crazy, but sometimes we just have to accept that. So you'll find a way to use them. You'll be able to send them out and more targeted to cold audiences to make this happen. Maybe they don't get used for a year or two, but you can't let the fact that you put that time in, continue to drag down the conversions of your website because that you just need to look at it with fresh eyes. And if it's a sunk cost, it's a sunk cost. That's it. That's it. So hope you guys have really enjoyed this. Obviously I enjoyed talking about this. (laughs) Nicole tolerated talking about this, but if you have any questions, if you want to know anything about your specific situation, 
reach out to us. We're going to be putting up a Instagram post on this later today. If you're listening to it on the day it comes out, then you can obviously comment on that and Nicole will get back to you. But let's just keep this conversation going. And let's continue to rise.